Welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Good evening, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends. You're very welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Our email address is info at irishtalkers.com. You can also find us on Facebook as the talk show for talkers. We look forward to your comments, questions, feedback. In fact, we regard these as evaluations. You can also listen to previous shows on our website, irishtalkers.com. And did you know that we also publish the Public Speaking Weekly? This is a roundup of links from the internet. Everything you ever wanted to know about Toastmasters, public speaking, confidence, leadership. So watch out for the newspaper link on our website. And I am joined again in this first week for us as radio hosts on the talk show for talkers. I'm joined by the persuasive Paul O'Mahony. Well, Ted and Moira, it's lovely to be back in 2020, a new era. It's a great pleasure. Well done. And Paul just introduced the other member of the team, the person who looks after everything that needs to be done, and that is the mindful and the motivating Moira O'Brien. And I am delighted to be here in 2020, as opposed to 2020. And do you know why I say that? Because 2020 has four syllables, and 2020 has six syllables. Now, I did have an argument from somebody on YouTube who said, ah, but uh, we don't say two, uh, 2020, we say 2020, which is only five syllables. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the number of times that you actually say this in the year, imagine how much time you're saving by missing out the one or two syllables. So just imagine that, Toastmasters, <laughs> how you can add time to your life. How you can, and what I think is nice about this figure 2020, it's rather prophetic, I think, because when you speak about hindsight, you say hindsight is 2020 vision. Exactly. Whereas I think what we're going to be saying from now on, since we are in 2020, and to give, to give it the two syllables, as Mara suggests, I'm going to say 2020 forward looking. Excellent. So shall that's, we, that's, that's my tuppence worth. So. Shall we leap into the show? We will, and we're going to have the usual, for all you listeners out there, we're going to have a thought for the week, we're going to have a word for the week. We, we won't have an interview, but we will certainly have something for you to listen to, something motivating. Paul will be giving us his, his, his nuggets of wisdom on... Brand. I'm going to talk about Toastmasters brand. Excellent. And Maura will be giving us her nuggets of wisdom on... Well, this week I'm going to talk speechcraft, speechcraft, speechcraft. Excellent. Fantastic. And another great resource. Beg pardon. I'll rephrase that. It's stage time, stage time, stage time. But it's about speechcraft, speechcraft? No, no, it's about stage stage time. I I just had a a mind fart. Okay, no, no. Well, well, sorry for that if we gave you the wrong impression, (laughs) listeners and Toastmasters. But Moira is going to give us stage time, stage time, no. stage time. Yes. <laughs> which I think <laughs> which should be very uh, interesting yeah. indeed. And we hope that you all uh, had a lovely Christmas and that you are looking forward to this 2020 year. And note that I did say I hope you are looking forward 
So we're in 2020 now and it is forward we go from here on in. And I'm going to give you my thought for the week. Well, it isn't my thought for the week. I got this from a gentleman by the name of Gerald Good. And if you want to know who Gerald Good is, then you can look it up yourself. Never heard so, of him. Did you not? Never heard of him. No. Gerald Good, yeah, well. I'm going to look, up, look him up right now. Look it up there, so before, before I give the actual saying. Well, I don't think I'm that quick, Ted. Oh, you're fairly quick, all right. <laughs> Were you able to look it up, Marla? So that yes, I found him. Oh, well, I tell you now, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give exactly what, what I said about it, and this is from Gerald Good. If you want to turn your life around, try thankfulness. It will change your life. And I think there's, he had another word at the end of that, and I dropped it for my own particular reasons. But if you want to turn your life around, try thankfulness, it will change your life. Gerald Good. And who is Gerald Good, Marla? Well, I found Gerald Good, but I haven't found anything about Gerald Good, so you'll have to bear with me whilst, oh, here's a profile now, that's no good. I know uh, who Gerald Good LinkedIn. is. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. He's the son of Mr. and Mrs. Good. That's very true. That's, that's yes. very good, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Can <laughs> we move on, frankly? We will. So, Paul, oh, you, you have a word for the week. Well, no, wait a minute now. Surely, Ted, the idea that turning your life round with thankfulness. Thankfulness or gratitude. I'm always on about gratitude. That, that has a very practical implication, which is I wonder how many of our listeners have already written their thank you letters for all the gifts they got over the holiday period? Mm, I that's a good question. Yes. Well, we can leave that hanging in the air because if you are going to turn your life around by, through thankfulness, you will want to have started the year uh, writing those by thank thanking. you handwritten letters. Yeah, well, not necessarily handwritten. It could be by word of mouth as well, which would even be more endearing in my opinion. Right, Ted. Like that when we were kids, didn't we go in and hug our mums and dads, like when Santa left us the lovely we presents? We did, but it's a point. little bit difficult when I had a present from a friend in Italy mm. with a handwritten letter. Lovely. I can't give no. her a hug. Ted no, didn't. you can't. Ted doesn't <laughs> get But you're going to give her the handwritten letter. Ted gets, I will, uh, yes. Ted gets gifts from Blarney, the local area. doesn't get any from outside that area, so right. he doesn't have to travel. Well, I have a word of the week for you listeners. And it's a pretty good word for the period after Christmas when you might be feeling relaxed, you might be feeling unconcerned, you might have no anxiety, you might be feeling casual or even disinterested in all the problems of the world around you. And you could be nonchalant. Oh. Or nonchalance <laughs> is what you would have. Oh, so N O N C H A L A N C E. That is the noun nonchalance, and it uh, it has a slight uh, connotation over the last hundred years or so of not being concerned about the effect you have on other people. So you could say, he came into the room with an air of nonchalance and sat down without breathing a word of hello to anybody. So quite relaxed, quite uh, 
without any concern, but without any particular love for anybody either. So, handy little word there to say that she was a nonchalant character. The word comes really from French. And yes, we thought that was probably, your pronunciation. Probably, yeah, and maybe I'm mixing up my pronunciations. But it's nonchalant. And in fact, the opposite of, of nonchalant is not chalant. There is no such word in, uh, in English <laughs> as chalant. And by the way, in ca case you'd, uh, uh, listeners would have any interest in related words to this, um, it's an interesting, you could spend an interesting half hour trying to learn the difference between nonchalance uh, or nonchalant and uh, blithe, mm -hmm. to, to give, uh, have blithe indifference, um, or else uh, insouciant. Oh, that's a nice word. The, so those three words all have to do with being, not having a care in the world about something. So would it be a good word to use as, for the grammarian to use in a Toastmasters meeting? I'm not saying that under the description that you've given of the word that Toastmasters would be nonchalant or a nonchalance. Well, a Toastmaster has a job at a meeting, has an educational role mm. at a meeting. And the educational role of the Toast, of the, um, the grammarian, is two-sided and one of them is to bring new words into the consciousness, awareness and understanding that not only the meaning but how to use them uh, into the club. Mm. Now, if a club is dedicated to learning, the grammarian will be, role will be particularly important because the members will be learning words which they might well use in writing, in being a leader or being a speech maker. If a club, on the other hand, is you know, fairly oblivious to improving the quality of their English, they'll probably only get two or three people in the club using the word. Yeah, but I'm always conscious that if I'm, if I'm taking on the role as grammarian, I like to give a word that would be easily used and that it could be used extensively throughout the meeting. Yes. I've seen situations yeah. where grammarians have worked very hard to come up with a word of the day. They'll give us the word and the word is never used. Yes. Even at the meeting. Yes. Because either they can't pronounce it or they don't exactly know what the meaning of the word is. That's why a good grammarian will probably explain the meaning mm -hmm. of the word. So even though people don't uh, start using it straight away, they'll have gone out for the evening and they will have discovered a new word. Mm -hmm. And they might well go home and use it outside the club. Yeah, good, interesting. Yeah. I, I'm reading a book at the moment and it, there's one particular passage in it, in it that's quite interesting. And this, this is um, Dan Brown's most recent book, Origin. And it's, it's based in, in Barcelona and, and the, the cathedral, the basilica, which is still been, which is not finished yet, as you know, because Gaudi was the architect of it. He's buried in the crypt of the church and they're hoping to have it finished for 2026. But however, you know, Langdon, the Professor Langdon, the, 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 the sleuth in it, he's trying to decipher a particular password. And 
they come across the the amber sand. Do you know the amber sand? The, 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 the little squiggle. Amber sand. Amber sand. The little squiggle that stands yeah. for end. Yeah. And the person he's with. She says, oh yeah, so if we use the letters instead of the, the squiggle, we'll have A and D, but that will still give us one letter too much. But he says, ah, but he says, the, the, it's derived from Latin, and it's not derived from English. So he said, instead of and, it should be E-T. Yes. E-T. Okay. Yes. And, and that gave them the amount yes. of letters that they needed to get yeah. the password, which was a 47-letter <laughs> password. <laughs> so it was, the, it was yeah. a line of poetry yeah. by Blake, actually. Yes. And, and instead of end, it was E.T. Yeah. So they solved the puzzle this way. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. So that's where the film came from. William Blake. <laughs> E.T. Yeah, he oh was, yeah, he yeah. was that <laughs> kind of yeah, a poet. Exactly, you're bang on. Yes. Uh, that was it, he was. He was that type of a poet. Yeah. That's where the name E.T. came yeah. from, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. A metaphysical uh, planetarian yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, oh, Fantastic. Ted, that's you're just really... That, you educated the masses and I educated solved, you. You've solved a big <laughs> mystery. Where did E.T. Yeah. E. come from? That's exactly it, no? Time traveller. Time traveller, yeah. Well, folks, on that time-travelling note, let's bring this segment to a close. And do join us again tomorrow at the same time. Well, we'll be bringing you a motivational speech from a very well-known person. I'll see you then. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website, irishtalkers.com, for more information.